Welcome to the Mav Geeks Christmas Special. With a little help, Ginny and Alex will be tracking the world's most famous aviator, me! <laughs> Ginny, who was that? That wasn't me. What are you doing? You trying to replace me? I don't know who he is, Al, but he sounds pretty good, doesn't he? He did. He sounded very good. Uh, Merry Christmas, Ginny. We have got an absolute treat for everyone today as we are doing the thing that everyone does around this time of year. We are tracking Santa. Fabulous. Happy Christmas to you as well, Alex. We're going to be speaking to Flight Lieutenant Rich Weeks from RAF Filingdale. And, of course, the biggie, Captain Alex Hedgeduck from NORAD. Right now, my day-to-day -day job is supporting all the different requests that are coming because people are so excited about Christmas. And as a public affairs officer, I'm the, sort of the media operations person for the Norad Track Santa piece. So it's sort of um, arranging the interviews and, and having people um, kind of sharing the joy of Christmas really with us and, and, and understand a little bit about the Norad mission as well. Because uh, even we, you know, we, we have our special mission with Santa Claus, but notwithstanding that, that mission runs 365 days of the year. Because some people are like, oh, so, you know, 364 days of the year, um, you know, Nora does its regular and then it does, you know, the 24th. And I'm like, no, we actually do our mission 365 days of the year and the special mission on top of that with Santa Claus. And we have our, some of our fighter pilots are specially chosen to escort him. And so it gets really exciting. But um, uh, so my, my job is really just to share the NORAD story. So NORAD's uh, main mission is the defense of North America, and that encompasses uh, aerospace control and warning and maritime warning. So we monitor the skies and we monitor the seas, and it's a, it's a missile defense. So if we see threats that are potentially coming from overseas or missile launches and then things like that, we, we, we track those just to make sure that our airspace around uh, the continent remain safe and we work with allies and partners all across the globe because it's a multi-domain global ap approach with our allies and partners and actually so like the missile defense piece kind of ties back into to Rudolph for example because that's how we track Santa Claus the same um, heat signature that you get in a missile is the same heat signature that you get in Rudolph's nose and that's how we're able to track him around the world. That's oh, some good right. inside tech knowledge I like that. Oh my gosh. So yeah he is so fast so <laughs> That, that is proper like OSA, and by that, I don't mean the Official Secrets Act, I mean the Official Santa Act. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That technology. I'm just waiting for the for the men in red to come along, though, so. I know. There's like, there's a, a, lots of questions that come to us about, you know, the Official Santa Act that's actually very, very accurate because, you know, parts of it he shares with us, parts of it he keeps close hold, like what presents... Um, people are getting, you know, children and adults around the world. Uh, he keeps that close hold. We try cracking and he, you know, just won't be sure. And that's fair enough. That's top secret, right? And same thing with his roots. It's a last minute thing. And all we can do is track the nose wherever it goes, as, as it were. But he doesn't, he doesn't share that with us. So, and, and, and that's fair enough, because that's kind of part of the mystery and the joy of Christmas, right? Definitely. Uh, how long has NORAD actually been established? I don't just mean tracking Santa, but obviously your, your defense role as well. Yeah, we've been established in uh, 1958, and our predecessor was the Continental Air Defense Command, CONAD. And, uh, and actually, actually, that kind of takes us to the history of the Norad Track Center program, because our predecessor in 1955, they're the ones that, uh, you know, they had, a, you know, the red phone and the Cheyenne Mountain, kind of like the Hollywood version. Not quite. It's more cubicles. It's not as exciting as everybody thinks. But uh, cubicles are rampant everywhere around the world, I think. But yeah, right in the mountain, the red phone, you know, presidential calls kind of thing, right? The phone rings. 
Colonel Harry Shelp, who was on uh, the duty officer that evening, you know, picks it up and expecting the president and no, lo and behold, it's a little girl. And what happened was that one of the local uh, Sears catalogs had published an ad inviting children to call Santa Claus, but they had misprinted it by one number. So that number happened to be the red phone a serious red phone and uh, Colonel Shelp was touched by the you know the light of Christmas and went like knew right away what had happened and started playing along and then he and that's how the tradition was born he directed all his colleagues the same you know like when the phone rang and it rang off the hook as I understand it um, to you know pick up and play along with this kind of Santa uh, Santa piece so the tradition was born it's become like a huge part of our uh, NORAD's uh, you know heritage and history Certainly we continue with it every year. And uh, last I heard like from like 2020 was obviously a pandemic year, a little bit more muted numbers. Overall, like the reach, and I'm gonna give you like, it's a very iffy number, please don't hold me to it. But the reach of all our products and not, you know, like with the media and then, you know, being able to, to, to share that around through the different uh, stations around the world was something close to like 4 billion, like, <gasps> like a ridiculous number that I've just wow. like, it blows my mind to even con contemplate it. But again, it's not like people directly calling us that goes along with the whole, you know, the reach of things. So you have a station, we'll do an interview with us, like you guys, let's say, you know, the, the podcast will go out. And then, you know, at let's say 1000 people read and, you know, uh, listen to them, and then th that kind of gets shared through some of your social media feeds and kind of goes out. So as that whole ripple effect happens, that whole capture piece, it's very global and, and very heartwarming to, to think that that many people find Santa Claus and Christmas is still important in their lives, or whether it's Christmas for a holiday, you know, to whatever you take that as. Um, into your denomination and your in your beliefs but uh, it's still it's still a beautiful thing you know so many people especially over here in the uk know know about norad because of track santa and because of seeing it in in, in films and stuff but is what you're doing just continually growing is it just constantly expanding it is, you know, like um, some of the just some, some more like realistic, like more tangible numbers. So again, last last year being sort of a blip because of the pandemic, but before that we had, uh, so I just came into this command, I should say, like in, in July of this year. So this is brand new to me and it's very exciting to kind of learn all the different statistics and numbers and participants. So, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, so the number of volunteers who participate this, I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe it's like 50 or 100 or something, you know, they sit in the call center and they take these calls in a couple of shifts or whatever. No, 2019, they had 1,600, 1,600 volunteers, uh, different volunteers from around the, the local area. And some people apparently actually coming over from across the country to participate in this. And that call center alone took 150,000 calls. So huge, huge number. So again, blip with the pandemic because you have, you know, social distancing within the call center and the like. So kind of blipped a little bit different. There is certainly more of an online, a stronger online interaction. But we're hoping that this year we've got 500. We got permission for it, you know, with uh, safety protocols in, in place. I don't know that we'll reach 150,000, but it doesn't matter. It's it's about it's not about numbers. It's about the heartwarming and being able to kind of share with people what we do and and uh, sharing with children where, where Santa is. It's just really that simple. <laughs> Just going back, Alex, to your the stuff that you do that isn't tracking Santa. Yes. Um, how has that sort of developed over the years? And is it like what like Alex was saying? Is it what we would see in the movies? Because I'm just thinking you're in some great underground lair, which is absolutely fantastic. And it's probably nothing like that at all. Yeah, like a, like a, like a Dr. Evil kind of thing. Yeah. Right? No, <laughs> exactly. um, I, I had actually been into the mountain because... Um, all, uh, we're at uh, Peterson Space Force Base. Actually, that's where the headquarters is located. Mm -hmm. um, Cheyenne Mountain is, you know, a separate piece. And yeah. they kind of, 
our defense center kind of goes back and forth and whatnot. But, you know, yes, you might, you have like the, the entrance, but from um, all accounts that I have, it's, it's just cubicles. <laughs> so oh. again, it's not as exciting as people think. <laughs> um, the work is really done as, as so much is done now is in, in on computers at, at any rate, right? And we're really developing technologies. And um, well, when I say we like, that's the binational command and through that the uh, America and, and Canada and respectively and partnering on different projects and, you know, trying to come up with uh, different technologies to well evolve just as, as our entire environment around the globe is, is evolving, right? And trying to meet the different security threats that are happening, trying to anticipate ones that we can't even think of right now. Our technologies have definitely um, adapted. We we have uh, radars, you know, strewn across the north and northern Alaska, northern Canada. We have the geosynchronous uh, satellites, our fighter jets. But like with all assets, they do age. And then, you know, we're working towards uh, modernizing and, and adapting again and evolving different technologies. So that's part of uh, NORAD's mission. We're constantly training and exercising and working with our allies and partners and, and like NATO and, and the, the countries involved there. And, different South American uh, partners as well. So it's, it's, it's constantly evolving. And as, as we know, you know, the, the more um, people work together and the more integrated we are, the better we can actually create a defense of our different um, spaces or of our different uh, geographic re regions. And we're just a, you know, we're a small part of that. I, I love so much, Alex, that like we're expecting you to go, oh my gosh, I can't even talk about it because it's just yeah. so amazing. And you're like, no, no, it's cubicles. <laughs> it's really not that exciting. Yeah. <laughs> How much do you interact with the civilian community? Because, you know, Track Santa is a great way to let people in, right, and give them a, a kind of a glimpse of inside your world. And I bet people are really, really curious. And, you know, I know loads of people who log on to, to do it every year. Yes and no. You know, people are really curious more about the Santa piece. Um, in terms of the interactions around, you know, Christmas time. But during the year, you have a lot of people who are very interested in, um, in, in security, right? So right now, climate change is a really big topic. I'll just pull one of the more recent things that, that has come around. And so that ties into uh, Arctic security in a, in a big way. So we've had actually quite a lot of um, interest from the civilian community about uh, what we're doing in the Arctic in terms of Arctic security and how climate change might affect that. And it's still kind of not a tangible thing that we can look to and, and, and talk about, um, you know, in, we're, we're developing, again, we're developing different things and adapting as, as we see as the permafrost kind of slowly starts to melt and whatnot, but we just plow ahead. And I think, you know, that's a kind of example of a, like of things that are, you know, topical, topical subjects and, and uh, issues that are close and near and dear to people's hearts and being able to kind of demonstrate that, you know, notwithstanding what's happening around the globe with global warming, for example, we can still, you know, work in the Arctic and still have very austere, very challenging conditions, and we still are able to adapt and defend, um, mm -hmm. which is a huge part in our assets and our people. They're all able to, to work in the Arctic. We have a, you know, a whole series of different uh, Arctic activities happening. And that's like a lot of different kind of partnering organizations are the same in the beginning of next year. So it's great to kind of be able to showcase it at that point too. You know, hey, we're, we're out there. It doesn't matter that it's minus 40. We can still do this. <laughs> it's very, you know, because uh, when people think of austere conditions, I don't think they realize how challenging working in the Arctic can be, right? And this is my pre-military life. I still have this vision from some documentary I was watching about northern Russia and that they were using flamethrowers to heat up engines because it gets so what? darn cold. Now we're not at that level. We're more sophisticated. But you know it, it gets darn cold and you have to kind of adapt to those conditions. And from a security perspective though, you certainly want to be able to be prepared and be able to operate not, you know, notwithstanding all the different challenges. And we're always doing that and we're always working with that. 
so it's it's a, it's a, it's really cool. So that's one of our kind of a civilian sort of tie-ins, tie and of course, working with local communities. A lot of the different uh, forward operating locations around Alaska and Canada are you know strong Indigenous communities, mostly Indigenous communities. So being able to work with the local Indigenous populations in a respectful manner and try to um, understand each you know each other's cultures and share and share the importance of that security is also important. Now I can't you know fully speak on behalf of that because it, you know there's a lot of sensitivities yeah. around it, but being able to have those discussions and at least to make those forays so I think is very important. Wow now Alex I know you're saying that you've only sort of been in that post since July but you must hear things being said about Santa now for myself and Alex G um, mm-hmm. then we know that Santa is the world's most famous aviator for goodness sake the amount of, of, of distance that he travels and the speed that he goes. I would say though he might be a bit of a big head. He might be quite conceited. You know what I mean? Because he's just just the man. Uh, have you heard that back that he's quite full of himself and a bit of a diva? Absolutely not. He's actually, I mean, and to your point, he's been around for as, as, as we can tell about 16 centuries. So he has certainly a lot of hours under his belt. So you know how fast he, he goes, it's kind of the speed of starlight, like, and then he has his own space-time continuum to be able to mm-hmm. deliver all those presents on the 24th because he's going all around the globe. And there's a, there are so many children who, who receive presents from him. It's a huge mission for him. But when he comes to North America, um, he, he knows that it's an important part of NORAD. So he actually slows down so that we can do those little escorts with him. He always gives a friendly wave first to our CF-18 pilots um, off of the coast of Newfoundland. And then once he kind of starts zigging, zigzagging up and down the continent, he gets passed over to the F-15 and F-16 pilots on continental U.S. and going back and forth between Canada and the United States until he gets passed off the F-22s. Every single time, all the rep- everything that we have back from the pilots, he always waves, he's always, you know, slows down really friendly um just just the kindest man exactly what you would imagine so he you know he's a real he's not a diva at all not a diva I, I think that just shows how shallow I am because I would be a complete <laughs> diva <laughs> like this is street cred honestly yeah. I would be like a Kardashian yeah. if, if I was uh, Santa but there we go oh, but, you uh, know but he, he's such a humble man he, he, he's so focused too right and that's the dedication to the mission his mission, his objective is to, to bring joy and light to all these children and all these homes and families, you know, homes around the world. And he's so focused and actually it's really inspiring because, you know, all of us, we have those moments when you want to kind of waver from doing something that's really challenging and difficult. And I think of Santa Claus, and I know I think a lot of us do, and that dedication to complete what you have to, to make sure that you get your targets, um, that you, you know, every child gets a present that, you know, believes in Santa Claus, uh, making sure that happens in this timely manner, because time, timing is everything for him, right? And precision and the training that goes around for him all year, and he, he's able to do it. And it's quite inspiring, really. And, and he's, you know, it's like an Olympic athlete. They're very dedicated, and they're just really good people you know good souls and and uh, and santa is very much he, he he is the embodiment of all that so we know what we see when we log on to, to track santa and I've, you know i've done it for many years in the past but but what do you what do you see on on your end uh, does he have a call sign do you you know, ha, ha, you know do, do you no, call him santa one it's, <laughs> no it's a like a, but it, like i say we can see the red nose that's really the main uh, the main thing between uh, like on the data because again we work in computers right we work yeah. in data and so we see you know the heat, heat signatures of the of the red nose and that gets transferred and then the audio clips you know when there's the interactions when the intercepts happen when when uh, the escorts yeah. to, to, to you know take over and, and uh, hits North America so it's really just great 
um, and being able to, to, to share that with everybody is really just a lot of joy. And do you have comms with Santa throughout the year or is it just sort of around Christmas, those few days? It's mostly just around Christmas and the, and the kind of the few days leading up to. He knows, you know, we're 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 partner, we're a partnering organization. But he is so focused with his team on on executing his mission. And there's a lot of toys that need to be, uh, you know, gathered, made. Um, a lot of you know lists that have to be the lists, the famous lists. They have to be put together. And, and you know, you, you might have somebody who starts on one list and then ends up on the other because either they've done a really good deed or you know maybe they're a bit bit naughty and, and gone onto the other list. But there's a constant monitoring. There's so much work that goes into it. He doesn't really have time to to interact with us too much, and that's fair. You know, we kind of keep to ourselves. But we have this annual. Uh, mission that we kind of share together and, uh, and that's where we, we kind of sync up again it's fantastic it's very popular we know this but how many people log on to track santa around the world well on the social media i know it's let's say about three million that we have like it's it, it's a lot there's a yeah. lot and that's just on the social media alone i don't have the stats on the uh, on the website off the top of my head right now but again if you think about that whole reach with everything when you think about that number of approximately four billion now you know it's like give a zero or you know like 100k yeah. here or there but um that's a, that's a huge number so again it's just a lot of people and because one of the questions we get sometimes you know is santa real and he's as real as, you know, as long as people are still believing in him, he is real. And that's what kind of keeps that magic alive. Four billion does not lie, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And like you're saying, all your pilots are seeing him. And then I guess when he gets over to like UK and Europe airspace, then, you know, um, our typhoons and stuff will pick up and escort him as well. So they're all seeing him. Yeah. And like, and I, I mean, the cookies are gone in the morning. The carrots have been nibbled on. And how many, you know, how many children and, you know, if they're listening, when, because like one of the keys, like Santa has, like, you have to be asleep for Santa to deliver presents. And if there's any child that has made it through the night and stayed awake, did they get presents? So, you know, that's an important, that's an important part of the equation. So all those little kind of pieces, they, I think they're, they're proof positive of, of uh, what we have. And again, I like the importance that we have in Santa and, to, and to, you know, the holiday spirit and, 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 and the Yuletide season. If it wasn't real, then what would we be doing all of this for, right? So there's there's a grand purpose to it. In the in, in the UK, so you say that there's a lot of people who who track uh, Santa Claus as well. Have you heard anything from your listeners or uh, uh, any stories about that? How it's uh, we're going to be hearing from um, RA Filingdales also uh, because obviously our our forces children who are very good and uh, around the forces world. Some of them. Mm -hmm. have their mums and dads are away on deployment at the moment. So they're sort of tracking what their, their parents are doing, but also tracking what Santa's doing as well. So we hear back quite a bit from them. And also, obviously, we've got uh, BFBS stations in RF Akrotiri and down in the Falkland Islands where air traffic speak to us a little bit about it and tell us what's going on. They're all absolutely getting everything ready. Yeah, that just reminded me, actually, I had, um, since I started working here, a couple of my public affairs colleagues from the from Canada have reached out to share their times when they were in, uh, in the position here back in the day. And one of them, uh, he was here during between 9-11, you know, like in that kind of period. But he said uh, for his Nora track Santa, that one of his highlights was getting Ringo Starr to do one wow. of the fallouts. And I was like, he saw that recording. And I just thought that was brilliant because, I mean. It's very cool. It's very cool. It's very cool. And just the, the reach and the important, again, very important. If it wasn't important, why would Ringo do that? You know, so if it wasn't real, why would he do that? No, it's because it's, it is real and it's important to, to, to so many of us, right? 
And I love how the technology too, because it's gone from, you know, just a call center that used to be in, you know, not in the cubicles, but it was in the compartments just outside of the mountain and it's turned into this operation center that we have here at uh, Peterson Space Force Base. We have all the, you know, the, the web page happened in the 90s, the social media and the kind of um, uh, late 2010s like around 2008 period that you had, you know, Facebook and then Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and it's constantly growing, which is just so cool to see that and, and see the impact and how the uh, Christmas is changing and adapting to the technologies. And the, but still that, that light, that important light of Christmas and, and the holiday season just kind of keeps throughout. And then Santa's mission, as just as it has continued for 16 centuries, will continue for, I'm sure, 16 more, if not beyond that. Do you know, I feel like we're in the presence of somebody that is very close to Santa, Alex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fabulous. I've got to ask you as well, come Boxing Day, is everybody at NORAD like, oh my gosh, you know, because they've worked so hard over the Christmas period. Is it like what we would say, crack out the quality street, which obviously are the chocolates. Are, are you like that? Let's just have a, a little sit down and an eggnog. Or is it just still working, working, working? It is. Uh, for those who have volunteered, it is definitely crack open an eggnog and rum. Um, for 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 the children, maybe just eggnog cut with some milk. That was my own. <laughs> <laughs> it's my preferred way to drink eggnog. But definitely the mission continues because there is, we have people working, like I said, 24 seven, 365 days of the year. So Christmas day, Boxing Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's, all the big holidays, we have a full team still working and, and monitoring, keeping our air, the airspace safe and, and keeping and making sure that just everyone can, and everyone else can just do what they want and enjoy life and have a good time. And really that makes it worth it. Cause that's really, if you've ever volunteered, you know, you have that kind of, it's a little bit selfish because you're actually getting a really good feeling from helping somebody else or whether it's animals or whatever your preferred chair you know like you know volunteer activity is but it makes you feel good so it's a tiny bit of selfish in that right we do it mm-hmm. because we like to feel good and it's the same thing for us we do what we do because we really love to keep um north america safe and 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 um, you, you get a good feeling from being able to be part of that defense uh, very, very important defense because most people, I mean, I, I come to this from a Canadian perspective and as a late start to the military, I had a mid thirties life crisis and I joined the military at the age of 37. So <laughs> um, most people don't really track that, you know, the military does things and, you know, they have these really great um, opinions about whether trees should be cut down or kept up and all these like little kind of day-to-day issues and, and just able to enjoy life and go out on holidays and vacation and do all these wonderful things they don't have to worry about that there is a little bit of ugliness in the world maybe a lot of ugliness in the world but that's all shielded because of the volunteer you know the, the volunteers it's our job but we do it because we love it and because it is so important just like the you know the, the members of the um the uk's military it's the same thing you don't do it because you know, it's just a job and, you know, you're getting some money in the bank. You do it because you really feel committed to um, being part of something greater than yourself and being part of that defense of your homeland, um, the defense of your uh, your country. And it's just, it's a, that's that's the reward. And it's a little bit selfish, you know, and, and we really love to do what we do. So great to hear from Captain Alex Hedgeduck there from NORAD. And as we know, Santa goes all over the world. And while NORAD have a pretty big scope on everything, they need some help from their counterparts all over the world. And here in the UK, we have our NORAD equivalent, RAF Filingdales, where we spoke to Flight Lieutenant Rich Weeks, who's the media officer at RAF Filingdales, who told us all about their involvement in tracking Santa. Out of our two missions of tracking ballistic missiles and tracking objects in space, 
tracking Santa at Christmas is the most important job that we do. And so oh, earlier um, we spoke to NORAD, who obviously have a big hand in this. Do you guys work together to make sure that kind of Santa's whereabouts is known from, from one end of the world to the other? Ali, we, we, we speak to NORAD all the time. We're, we have these giant data transmission links that we send data backwards and forwards. So while Santa is whizzing around the skies and he goes so fast that we're able to see him up in outer space and we, we track him continually while he's in and out of our radar uh, field of view and we share that data with our colleagues over in NORAD all the time. Rich, I know when we spoke to NORAD that Alex from NORAD was saying that they they send the the fighter jets from the American Air Force to escort Santa sometimes. I mean not that he needs it for goodness sake. I mean how do you keep up with the sleigh? But do you guys do the same? Are you are you sending out the typhoons as well? Well, we don't intercept Santa because, of course, he's he's very much friendly forces. He's got an awful lot of gifts for all the all the kids on the uh, on the back of that sleigh. We don't want to tilt the sleigh or things dropping off, so we have to be very very careful. So we all we provide lots and lots of data about where he is, and then obviously our we have other radars which don't see quite as far as ours does. However, what that does mean is that when he comes into land, uh, the, all the houses to deliver all the presents these smaller radars we're to detect him uh, we can we can put aircraft up in the sky just have a little look make sure he's okay because you never know where he is um, and what he's doing whether the weather's good whether the weather's bad so we do send uh, some aircraft up every now and then cool and do you do you see him as a certain call sign you know like obviously when you see things on the scope you, you can see what they are how do you know it's santa is it like a big candy cane or something well he's <laughs> he's we can actually see him as a sleigh so on our radar, yeah, I mean, I'll try and send you some images of what we see with our radar, uh, but we actually see him as a sleigh on our radar screens, you know, 3,000 miles away, and he's going so fast, mm. so fast. And because he's so far away, you know, he's almost covering the globe in, in seconds. Uh, he's incredibly fast, but it is magic after all. The fantastic Flight Lieutenant Rich Weeks, media officer at RAF Filingdale's there. Time though now to go back to Captain Alex Hedgeduck and find out just who's on NORAD's naughty list. At the end of the day, only those people will know, right? Only you know <laughs> whether you are on the naughty list or the nice list. So you and Santa, but you will know. If you've done something naughty, you know this. <laughs> so oh, it's not going to come as a surprise. But I'll share a cute little story though, because I, uh, I, I uh, sent some... Uh, stuffies to uh, carry a tradition that my grandparents had done um, when I was eight years old of, of getting like these little stuffies from an organization, um, a charitable organization. And uh, every year we would get these, we get to choose our stuffies for this, right? And my brother, he's the one who has kids in the family. So he, he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? So I've taken up the torch this year and I sent them ahead of time, you know, because of the Christmas rush with, with post and everything. And somehow my niece, who's seven years old and my niece and nephew, uh, my niece was like, oh, we got your stuff. And I was like, oh, Lord, these were supposed to be surprised for under the Christmas tree. Right. And I was like, oh, Eve, you've got to, you know, you've got to be kind of quiet. She's like, don't worry. I haven't told Henrik. That's my nephew. He's, uh, he's four years old. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, we had to send them early because, you know, I'm working with Santa this Christmas. And so Santa helped arrange, you know, so we could send these to you early so I wouldn't have to worry about it, um, you know, on, on, on Christmas Eve. And she's like, oh, I, I get that. Don't worry. I won't tell Henrik. Um, it's all good. And she's like, I know this is it was really good of Santa to work with you that way. And, you know, again, 
that's, you know, did you, you asked, you know, do we work with Santa a little bit outside of the season and in those kinds of scenarios, because for those of us who have to work on Christmas um, and then supporting that mission uh, or the two missions really, right, the, the regular defense mm -hmm. one and then the extra special Christmas Eve mission, um, Santa always makes accommodations for, for those of us who can't always be with our families. So it was very cute. It is a great story. Really lovely to speak to you. It's fascinating to hear all about NORAD and what you do. My favourite bit was the bit about tracking Rudolph's nose, and that's where I know. You, right? was brilliant. I know. Know. I just think it's great because I, I get to find out all these different new technologies. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and just just to say to you, Alex, thank you for everything that you do, NORAD. Thank you for your service. and wishing all of you a really, really happy Christmas. And uh, we wish you, you and yours a really happy Christmas, and to all the people who are listening as well. Lovely. I was just about to ask you if you wanted to do a little message for our forces families around the world. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and they're well-deserved. So even, and, and, you know, just that message, because I've spent many a Christmas on my own as well, um, away from family. You might not be together in person with your family, but uh, they're very much in your hearts and, and, and vice versa. So, you know, when you're on your own on Christmas day or doing your duty and, you know, carrying out your mission, know that Santa is with you, so is your family, and uh, you'll see them soon enough. Oh, my life. He really is the world's most famous aviator with the world's most famous aircraft, isn't he? I love it. I feel so Christmassy, Al. Listen, if you want to get in touch with us, it's mavgeeks at bfbs.com. Absolutely, Ginny. It's been fantastic to track Santa all over the world. Uh, have a great Christmas, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be back next year with more Mav Geeks, a military aviation obsession in the new year. Take care and Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas from me. And a very merry Mavgeek Christmas, one and all. Ho, 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 ho. Who is that? <laughs>